Good morning and welcome to episode 181. I believe that's that correct. Right? Yes. 181 episodes of the Sunday Conversation Podcast, hosted by Aaron and myself, presented by Loyalty Liquors, Taco Casa, Dickie's Barbecue, and One Stop Convenience. I'll see Trevor in a couple days. Nice. They're, they're, in, they're in Florida right now. We're going over to the seaside to meet him on Wednesday. Sweet. You know, gotta just talk some strategy for the right marketing campaign. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, how the heck are you, bro? I'm gonna retry to stop swearing again. All right. Okay. I won't. I won't entice you to swear at all. Um. By the way, just right. a just a quick note when I was unless edited. it's unless it's uh unless it's necessary for the story. Yeah. Then I'll yeah. swear. Or if it's a quotation. If you're quoting somebody, I think you're allowed. True. Um, or if Air it's a, so- a song lyric. Um, That's right. So just a, a quick aside that has nothing to do with anything from this week. But last week when I was editing the episode, and I've told you this, I literally looked at all the audio, didn't listen to a and second you, of it, clicked and, right and to where you three, two, one. It's, it's, I'll say, I'm going to send you a video today because it's, it's amazing how consistent your three, two, one are, is. Because I'm going to leave it in because I like the how we record it since people forget okay. our, our Christmas episode last year. I just didn't record it. Um, well, we that's happened more than once. We've not recorded. Like it's not. <laughs> we've been doing this for 181 weeks. Law of averages. It's bound to happen. Um, but I am. I am well, Ben. Um, pretty low key week for me. Work is. Uh, we are in the fucking dog days of summer right now it is a thousand degrees no no it's it's fucking beautiful it's the weather's been great like right now it's probably 75 degrees no humidity not a cloud in the sky it's fucking beautiful out right now and i'm going to oyster fest in milford today so uh perfect day to eat uh thirty thousand oysters or whatever the hell they have um Um, hey yes that I was gonna say, are they all like Connecticut oysters? Like, yep. where are are they? Yep. Really, they're all local. Apparently, they're all so, local. Local. Did I tell you that thing that there's like there's a there's a company down here called Onward Reserve? It's like okay. a you know a preppy like brand, sure. like you know Vineyard Vines or any one of those. All right, yep. and uh, so like. Quote unquote, like the oyster capital of the world is like right here, Apalachicola. Like, interesting. This, yes. Like big time oysters. So, Onward Reserve comes out with this t shirt with all of the different kinds of oysters. There's like 250 oysters on the back of this shirt. And there's, there is not a single Florida oyster on the, on the back really? of the shirt. Yeah. It's like everything is up there. Everything. He- I, I well, it actually, it's funny you should say that. And last week's episode was about plants and grass. And uh, by the way, Farmer John had a uh, had a complaint with our episode, something about the grass. But then he was like, "I got mentioned twice in the same episode, so I'm not going to complain." So wait, what was he talking about? Grass? He Just... said, uh, "Hold on, let me see if I can Gra- find he it." He said, "Grass is bullshit." Well, I didn't oh, actually. Crap! I, I'm not supposed to swear. Yeah, <laughs> that's an air quote. He's. <laughs> He quoted that. Never we, made, we made it four minutes into the episode after you said you were going to swear. 
that that's a callback to me. The weather was beautiful the whole time, but then yeah, it rained the entire next day. Um, he said, don't like the grass take very much, but it is a factor. I don't know what that means. And I didn't ask him to clarify, but well, I'll, I think I'll see him tomorrow. So I'll ask him tomorrow, but uh, I got uh, a video on Instagram that was apparently all the oysters like in the, all the, the oysters you eat in the world are like four, four, I don't want to say species. Cause obviously there's hundreds of different kinds of oysters, but they all fall into like four categories. It was like Atlantic Pacific. Then there was a Japanese one. And then I which want... should fall under the Pacific, but whatever, we won't go there. Right. But you know how the Japanese are. They like to cultivate yeah. all their own stuff. And oh, speaking of, I went and saw Oppenheimer last Saturday night. Great, great flick. Um, spoiler alert. We, we dropped the bombs in the end. Um, but <laughs> uh, but anyways, get... wait, wait, fat man, little boy, fat man and little boy, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, August 6th and August 9th, um, I want to say. All right, let me. I'm I'm going back to like this is like uh sophomore year history, but it was the Anola Gay was yep. the name of the plane, if I'm correct. Was there a second plane? There was a second plane. The Anola Gay what dropped was the first one. I don't know actually. Uh, wow. tough, tough for that second plane. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> the Anola Gay is like famous. Uh, the boxcar spelled B O C K S C A R. Yep. Drop Fat Man on August 9th on Nagasaki, instantly killing tens of thousands of people. Um, yeah, seriously. Uh, the Anola Gay goes down in history. I think it's hanging in the Smithsonian. Uh, aviation museum boxcar nobody cares don't remember it um but uh anyways oyster fest yeah so thirty thousand oysters so it's funny i went on their website yesterday because i know they have they have like musical acts that play and it's it's an oyster fest in milford connecticut so like you know would you really expect big names and so i guess today is lou graham who's the lead singer of was the lead singer of foreigner and I'm like, oh, okay, that's like, you know, like, you know, he's probably getting like 10 grand to come play, you know, for an hour and a half. You so, think, so. you think that he's getting 10 G's? Probably. I mean, Foreigner's a big band, you know, I, so, well, so here's the reason why I, I say that. So then I, started, I, I would figure they're like, they're like, um, all right, we can do a six pack of beer and two <laughs> dozen raw. And give you a pack of Newports. <laughs> So I well, so I went back and looked, and uh, they had um, where is it? Is this it? Flowerfield Main Stage? Yeah. So they have a list of every like headliner that's performed over the years at Oyster Fest. Listen to some of these names. Last year was Scott Stapp, who's the lead singer of Creed, which is hilarious. Um, a couple people I don't even really know, but. I, I could have told you Scott who Scott Stapp was in a, a millisecond, like the okay. second. You said well, Scott some Stapp, of like, some of our listeners, Ben, we have listeners in twenty seven countries. They may, there people may not goes know. my hero. No, that's, that's not him. <laughs> Wait, that's not Creed. <laughs> that's the Foo Fighters. <laughs> um, I can't even think. Of, I used to have um, okay. that's hilarious. That's that's good that radio, is, right? This, this, this yes, episode is um, a ripper. What 
I'm sorry. What is a what is a Creed song? You're you're thinking of can, can you, you take yes yes me that's, yeah. there you go there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you Scott Stapp was instantly oh, sings Lord. the Foo okay. Fighter song. Um, all right. <laughs> then, but then, so 2018 was Eddie Money. 2016 was the Blue Oyster Cult and Marshall okay. Tucker Band. Dude, I would I. All right, Blue Oyster Cult. That seems good for Oyster yep, Fest. Makes like, sense. That's good, like, uh, you know, make, tw- you know, good name. 20, 2015, the Gin Blossoms. Twenty fourteen, Brett Michaels. Twenty thirteen, Blues Traveler. Uh, Twenty twelve, Kansas. That would have been sick. Yeah, Blues Traveler would have been dope. Twenty eleven, Marshall Tucker Band played by themselves. Two thousand eight, Fog Hat. Two thousand six, the Spin Doctors. Blue Oyster Cult in 04. Marshall Tucker Band in 03. Joan Jett in 2000, Jefferson Starship Whoa. in 1999. So that's why Joan I'm like, Jett. they got to be paying this dude like a decent amount of money if they can get the like, you know, bands of these quality to to come play Oyster Fest in Milford, Connecticut. Um, but uh, yeah, so fired up for that. Going to go over to uh, one of my buddy's houses in uh, Milford in a couple hours and do some brunch and stuff beforehand. I clarified up a couple cocktails last night and uh Man, Ben, what a disaster. Uh <laughs> I thought you were what a disaster. Like, what a good looking drink. <laughs> well, they do they do look great. They and I uh, I haven't tasted them yet. I'm sure they came out great. But so I did a, a regular, like classic daiquiri, and then I did a pineapple daiquiri. The regular daiquiri, everything went fine. The pineapple daiquiri. When you I say was, clarified, what does that mean? Is it like so is it not a frozen you, drink? It's a nope. So you you built you build a big batch, right? So let's say, all right, I'll use the classic classic daiquiri as an example. So the normal recipe I use is two ounces of rum, one ounce of lime juice, one ounce of simple syrup, shaken, strained, you know, served, uh, served up. So that makes one drink. So you batch it up. So I did three cups of rum, one and a half cups of lime, one and a half cups of simple syrup. And then you pour all of that into a big, you know, those big plastic kitchen containers. So you pour all that, no ice, don't shake, nothing, just pour it all in. And then you add a cup of whole milk and the the proteins in the milk, what they do is you let it sit for a few hours, the milk curdles instantly. And over the time that it's sitting there, the proteins in the milk, they strip out the color. Um, so normally a daiquiri is kind of like, you can't see it's what's opaque. Like you can't see through it. Um, and so it clarifies it so you can see through it. The proteins, what they do is they soften the acidity of the lime juice. And then they add like a, almost like a silky texture to it. That's kind of hard to describe until you taste it. It's not milky. It doesn't taste like milk, but it's like, just like a richer mouthfeel. And then, so you strain out the milk curds um, and you're left with a perfectly clear, daiquiri well it's got like a green tint to it but it's clear you can see through it and it also shelf stabilizes it so now that cocktail can just sit in the fridge for months and all you do is you just pour it over ice like you don't have to shake it or anything it's ready to go so for like a a a party like there's i don't know there's like 10 15 people come to this thing instead of shaking out fucking 15 daiquiris you can just pour it over ice and it's just ready to go which is what i did for your your sister's uh, baby shower um but the thing is, is it's you have to let it sit for a few hours, which is obviously not a big deal. But then the straining part takes a long time be- 
if I had a bigger equipment, it wouldn't take as long, but because I'm, you know, working out of my kitchen, I have a strainer that's, I don't know, about this big. And so you put paper towels in, you pour it through a little bit, you let the milk curd settle. And then eventually it starts coming out like perfectly clear, but it's like one drop at a time. So you're talking about, you know, uh, one of these bottles, which I think is a liter. So you're talking a liter of liquid that comes out one drop at a time. So it takes a long time for it to strain. And because my strainer is not big enough, you know, every 20 minutes or so, I have to go back and pull I was going to say, what do you just like kind of leave it and walk? Or do you sit yep. there and watch every single no, no. drop? Come. Just just leave <laughs> no, it. That, that no, was fuck no. I know. I, but like, well, there was a period where I was sitting there for like 20 minutes yesterday. Like, just go faster, for God's sakes. Just fucking go faster. So, so then the pineapple daiquiri was ready to be strained at like 930 last night. And I, oh, golly. and I was like, all right, like in reality, it should have taken about an hour, but here's what happened. You have to line the strainer with like paper towel or cheesecloth. I don't have a cheesecloth, so you can use paper towels. That's fine. So I started to just get impatient because it was taking so long. And so I just kept pouring more and more through so that I, the more you pour into the strainer, obviously you can just leave it for longer and just let it do its thing but I poured too much in and it got outside of the paper towels. And then, so the milk curds that are in the liquid that gets outside of the now are in the drink that you've already clarified. So you basically have to start over. So that happened twice. And then I fell asleep on the couch until three o'clock in the morning. And then I walk into my kitchen. I go to turn the light on bulbs burnt out. So the kitchen's just pitch black. It's three o'clock in the morning. I have my phone flashlight on top of the on top of the refrigerator, and I'm like, "Fuck this!" And I just poured the rest of it through. I covered it up, and I'm like, "I'll look at it in the morning." And it came out fine. But yeah, waking up on the couch and having to fucking at three o'clock in the morning to finish clarifying a cocktail was not not fun. It's not what it, I wanted. To it do. was it was not in the plans. The original no, it was plans. not not in the original plans. I was hoping to be done by midnight and. You know, whatever, such is life. But so that's what I got going on today. Earbox is playing tomorrow, which is uh, fun. They haven't played in like a year, I don't think. So it'll be good to go up, go up home and see the boys. I haven't, uh, haven't seen. Where the are boys. they playing at? Like Urban Lodge or something? Yep, Urban Lodge is I think four year anniversary. Uh, Dude, Ur- Urban Lodge is killing it. They're crushing it. It's 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 actually awesome to see because, I mean, that place is. I mean, you go usually when you're home. It's a Cool yep. place to hang out. Great beer. Now they're doing their own food too, which is good. Yeah, they I saw the that. Second location. Um, they're they're in Hartford or something. Yeah, yeah, they're doing great, which is awesome. You love to see it. You know, these are um obviously was there like, I mean, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a premature jump. They were obviously ready for the second location. Like, do you have you heard anything about that second location or no? I I've not. I think I you know knowing who's involved with that place. You know between the Dugan brothers and the Lodge family and Ryan Fagan obviously knows what he's doing. I don't think they would have taken the lead. Are the Dugans is are they a part of it too? I, know, I believe I know so. Max I believe is like they're I, like. Isn't he like their beer guy? Yeah, Max, Max I think Steven? pretty much runs the show and I think Paul was like an investor in it um at the beginning, which is great great I business move by him. But um you know, I think the yeah. fact that they survived COVID so easily and uh you know, are still crushing it made it pretty pretty simple to go ahead and do that. So pump for those guys cuz obviously these are people, you know, the people that are in, in charge or people i grew up with and and you know obviously so it's always great to see your your people doing well oh heck yeah 
Um, but uh, other than that, low key week, my man. I'm going getting. You know, you and I are going broke again over here. Uh, things oh, are not shit. going I, great I, for I, us. I didn't look yesterday. Did it keep going? Down uh, I, I haven't. I haven't looked at all. The, I do think this is hilarious, though. The only Coinbase emails I've been getting are on Shiba Inu coin. <laughs> it's like Shiba Inu down nine percent. Shiba Inu down four percent. And I just go back to. You and I walking out of the Snake River Grill being like, oh, I have a billion Shiba Inu now. <laughs> Dude, I mean, at one point, like, no joke, like, I made $85,000 in one day off Shiba Inu. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it was the most bizarre. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I made that because I didn't end up making that much, but... I was up that much in one day in the most bizarrely fashion because Coinbase, like to the second, I have a video. I sent you a screenshot. Yeah, yeah. It would jump around like, like I would have like, uh, like sixty five grand of Shiba Inu, and then like five seconds later, I would have like seventy two grand, <laughs> and then it would go to like eighty, and then it would be back down to like you know sixty eight. And then 85 within like seconds. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it. So that was just bizarre, but fun, fun times, man. That was that a couple was... years ago now. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So we're coming up. That, on... I was the crazier thing was we were going out fishing that day and I was on the boat and I, I looked, I like, this is a straight up truth. Like, I'm like, this is insane. I took a, a, a screen recording of it and then, uh, we fished and I put my phone down yeah. and I came back later that day and it was down to like 40 grand or something. You know? like, so, I was like, ah, shit. Expensive I was fishing certain, day. Well, I was certain that, uh, I was like going to be able to buy a brand new boat yeah. like that day as I was going out fishing. So I was like, I'll hold on to it, but whatever. <laughs> It'll hey, it'll it'll all work out in the long run. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I bought a bunch of TQQQ at the beginning of the year, which is a triple leverage Nasdaq ETF. It was like eighteen bucks, so I bought like I don't know fifty shares or something like that, and it's been crushing it. I bought it at eighteen bucks. It was hovering around fifty for a while, so it was crushing. Uh, the Nasdaq is down seven percent in the last month, which means that ETF is down twenty one percent. So that is just it's it's going down quick real quick um but uh that's life as an investor ben but uh that's more or less the long and the short of my week how was uh how was your week buddy how's the house coming along uh we're just cooking like big time over there just i mean it's i will say straight up like we were i don't we weren't cocky but we were definitely like confident like oh yeah we'll get this place like yeah we'll have this place done in no time well No time has been like, you know, what is it? February. Well, fe- we got it in February, but we couldn't really start doing anything till like April 12th. Cause that was yeah. when we got the foundation fixed. So April, May, June, July, August. You're in four months yeah. now. Yeah. But either way, it's, it's coming along great. So that's all that matters. And, well, uh, that's that's the benefit to doing it yourself too. Is there's no timetable. You're not waiting on contract. Yeah, and not to mention, dude, the sweat equity we have right now. Like, if we wanted, we could we could pop this thing on the market and make a couple hundred grand. Like, not even kidding. Like, that's how yeah. 
insane this area is down here, but it's it's definitely bigger than that. Like it's uh I mean, it's it's a really cool spot. Like we're we're falling in love with it, you know. Good. They, they, you know, every, I mean, whatever. I, I should say, you know, we fell in love with it a long time ago, but but now it's like you walked in that place and you smelled how bad that place smelled <laughs> and how janky it was and yeah. and just stuff falling off the walls. And now you walk in and it's like, I mean, dude, the whole place we got shiplap in the whole house. We got you know beadboard, like real tongue and groove beadboard in the bedroom. I mean, it, it's just like a the cabinets. We knock down a wall, open space, nice yard. So, yeah. I mean, it's just like as we keep going, it's and and the best part about it, man, is it's tiny. It's twelve hundred square feet. You know, right. it's not not something too big. Um, That's perfect. You guys, but, you guys right? Are yeah. so smart yeah. because like now. I just saw the other day a 30-year fixed mortgage is the highest, the interest rate's the highest it's been in in 20 some odd years. Um, the housing market's a fucking disaster. I mean, it's 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 not a disaster if you own a home that you're, you know, potentially gonna sell down the road because demand is somehow still through the roof, prices are still insane, like house values up, demand is up, inventory's still down interest rates are through the roof, which is insane that, you know, it, it, based on what little economic knowledge I have, the reality is, is that those things are all out of whack and they shouldn't all be up like that, but they fucking are. So, you know, who knows? It's a good thing. And I which, saw- which, yeah, which is another thing, Aaron. It's like, that's a perfect example of here you are. Like, I mean, you've done your due diligence and you've, yeah. you've le- learned quite a bit about, you know, real estate and stocks yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, if you're sitting here like this doesn't seem right, it probably isn't, you know, and it's it's like that's just that like leading back to that. Like, you know, are we just going to be or will we be in a bubble for the rest of our lives? Just like never knowing when it's going to pop or is it going to be like or is that kind of like the fear that's that's implemented in us? Because in reality, the stock market never go. you know, it always goes up over yeah. time. Yeah. It's always, in, you know, it's always going to grow. Let me ask you in the, you know, back in the day, like, when do you think trading on Wall Street became like a legitimate like thing? What I think year? I think the 80s, the late 80s were when it really started to become you know the, the 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 birth of what it is now you know once i think basically once computers started getting involved and- okay so in the late 80s were the same people sitting around saying like this has got to stop this can't go oh, on like sure. this for so where where are we at in terms of you know value from the 80s to today uh, up up Tr- you know a million trips. percent you know trillions of yeah. dollars probably yeah oh oh totally. so it's like yeah, absolutely like here we are in the 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 2020s right saying it's gotta stop you know is it gonna be 2070 and you know it's like uh, i mean the 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 if you look at just the nature of 
markets, real estate and, you know, the stock market and basically any, any, um, uh, asset market, like over time, for the most part, they do tend to go up. Then there's obviously major events that happen where you get a big course correction, right? So if you go back to the eighties, you had black Monday, 1987, but that was also kind of an outlier that didn't last for super long. You had the tech bubble in the late nineties, early two thousands. You had obviously the housing crisis in 08. Um, you had, uh, the COVID drop, you know, and all that stuff. So the the reality is, is there will be corrections along the way. But if, but if you're looking at it now and projecting out 40 years from now, yeah, I mean, the value 40 years from now, if things continue this way, is going to be up significantly from where it's at now. And that's why like somebody like me who, you know, unfortunately for myself and it's okay, everything's fine, you know, wasn't prepared in code during COVID when, you know, interest rates hit rock bottom and, you know, house prices were still relatively affordable and all that, you know, so now somebody like me who is prepared now and like, you know, I have enough money for a down payment on a house, but I don't, I'm not taking out a seven and a half percent interest rate loan mortgage for 30 years. Like I'm just not doing it. So somebody like me is going to have to sit and wait until interest rates come down uh, even just a little bit, you know, say they come down to five, 6%, you know, then it's probably a good time to look and then hope they come down more and then refinance in the future. But, you know, that's why having your finances in order is so important because, you know, when those opportunities come, you want to be able to take advantage of them. Now, you know, I was lucky in the sense that I got to take advantage of a lot of discounted uh, big tech stocks in the beginning of the year. So rather than sitting on that cash and just being like, well, you know, I'll wait till the housing market settles and I'll buy a house. You know, I deployed that money into what I thought was a good was good investments. And it's, you know, up until recently, I was up like 75 percent this year. So that money has has grown and will eventually become a down payment. But, um, you know, it's just all about being ready when the opportunity comes and paying attention. I'm not saying, you know, I, I haven't looked at my accounts in the last I don't know, three, four days. Cause I've just seen red across the board. So what's the point in looking? Um, but you know, being ready when that opportunity comes is important. I mean, that's something we've talked about a million times on here. Um, so yeah, dude, I mean, you're totally right. And you guys were smart and you got in good and you, and you are fixing it up and putting in sweat equity that will pay dividends down the road, especially because like you said, that area as a whole is fucking booming. You know, we were looking at real estate when we were leaving, on that Monday. And it's, it's insane the way that that area is growing. So good on you guys. You guys are going to be sitting pretty here in a couple of years for sure. Well, I mean, Hey, anything can happen to what, you know, whatever it's life, but That's no, life. I mean, we're definitely working, working our butts off. And yeah, of it's, course you are. it's definitely, you know, it's nice to be down here, Florida, shout out Florida. Gang, gang, you think you're uh, um, how you think your boy DeSantis is going to do in the uh, the primaries? I have no idea. Me neither. I don't really, I don't really follow <laughs> DeSantis much. Me neither. Well, just buckle up, Ben. We're about a year away from another completely insufferable presidential election, but we can leave that for a year from now, since we. Uh, is that not... wild? Like, I feel like Joe just got in, but I guess it's been. I mean, we've been doing this fucking thing for uh, oh, three and a half years now. This is crazy. Wait. Yeah, we've been in for two presidencies. 
March 8th, 2020 is when we Trump was president. Now we're on Biden. We're going to this is going to be our second presidential election. I know people come here for for election coverage. So it's uh, it's crazy. It's it's wild, man. It doesn't it doesn't feel like three and a half. That is crazy. We got we got eight minutes left. I got some shit to do. I know you got stuff going on today. So I'll just wrap it up here. It's just a quick little update on what's going on in the lives and a little oyster talk. And that's that's the Sunday conversation difference right there, Benny Boy. Yes, yeah, shout out oysters. Shout, shout out, out oysters. oysters. And uh hey, please I uh, hope you have a great time. I hope those daiquiris are great. Me too. Because if they suck, I'm gonna be pissed that I, I spent so much time doing it yesterday. But um they, they probably won't suck. I doubt they will. Do me a favor and uh, and tell Trav I said uh, hello when you see him on the. Oh, Hondo P. I will. Uh, but all right, Benny, you go enjoy your weekend, buddy. I appreciate. Yeah, you, Love you too, man. Have fun.